Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I'm glad you guys joined us today. I know there's a lot of things going on right now, but I've got my friend and my co-laborer in the field, Steve Jarrett, who's the assistant director at the Union Gospel Mission with me today. And, you know, we, we want to try to be encouraging. We want you guys to know that the Union Gospel Mission, you know, and I told you guys this last time as well, but <clears throat> we're still giving out food to the homeless and we just had to work it a little different. We couldn't let anybody into the uh, nightly services because we couldn't have them. We had to social distance. And so, uh, but not wanting them who were coming around that were that we had supplied food to for years to suffer in that, we started for the first week with, with uh, brown bag dinners. And then our cook, uh, Tim Trenum went out. He asked me, can we get a bunch of plastic containers so I can feed everybody hot meals? And so we did that. And I think it's worked out pretty good, hasn't it, Steve? Yes, it has. Yeah, all there and they're very appreciative of it, too. But, yeah, that's, it's been going great in how they hand it out to them. And uh, um, the guys are, that are on the program to hand it out there, you know, they're really enjoying serving. You know, and it's a different way, but they enjoy serving nonetheless. Yeah. And, you know, it's simply not true that when people think that because they see some of the homeless population, they think these people aren't grateful for anything. There is certainly a section or, yeah. uh, of folks like that. We well, see them every day, right, Stephen? Every day, yeah. And you've it's, had to it's deal the majority. with them. It's the majority. Yeah. I really appreciate what, you know, yeah. what people are trying to do for them and, you know, help them in their, you know, their, just the, the daily things, you know, just the showers and clothing and getting me able to get mail and, and be able to um, hear encouraging words from, from, from us. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's not a big, uh, tremendous thing that's done that's helpful, but it may be a big thing if you're out there, right? Oh, yeah. Like, for instance, we couldn't let anybody come on the campus anymore excepting at dinner time to pick up the food and stuff, but... There were still folks that counted on getting water from us and things. So we pulled a hose out uh, to the front part where the gate was, and we left that hooked up with a, a little spigot on the end of it so they could fill up their bottles. Now, that's not a big deal. It's not a big deal to have a hose out there and that kind of things. And I'm not trying to say it is, but if you need water, it's a yeah. pretty big deal. Then at 2 o'clock, we hand out the bottle waters that we have. You know, yep. we have. We do have some. We have to kind of you know, meet it out as we have it. But sure. we, every two o'clock, well, every, every day at two o'clock, we hand out the cold bottles of... Uh, yeah, we of, try to get, like you said, we try to get them nice and cold so that yeah. when they're out there in the heat that, you know, they have something. And, and we still try to minister to them the very best that we can. And we're still doing the food boxes for the folks that come in, right? Yes, we are. I don't know, I, you this know, I... Thursdays. Yeah, how, what is the... Is there a... Have you noticed if there's a, a much of an increase in the food boxes, or is it pretty stagnant? Or um, I've noticed some weeks where it's a lot. You know, we're handing out like eight, you know, um, seven or eight. Then there's been some weeks where it's been like only like two or four. So it, it kind of, you know, it, it varies. Um, so I, 
on the on the whole, I think it's probably just increased just a little bit. And one of the, you know, Steve does a lot of things at the mission, and one of his things that he has to do is kind of watch when we have the women's clothes closet open. And you count the ladies, and you sign them in, and you do all that kind of stuff. And obviously, we haven't been able to do that uh, lately. Have you been getting a lot of, I know that Bob gets a lot of inquiries at the front desk. How about yourself? No, not really. Because it doesn't usually go through Bob first. Yeah. I mean, we might have some uh, people that will come to the, the mail room, but uh, right. that's the extent of it. I, you know, I don't get to interact in that way. Well, I guess, um, uh, you know, the exciting part is we're going to try to open the women's clothes closet in some limited flash, fa- flashing <laughs> fashion pretty okay. soon, right? So. Uh, that should be good. Yeah, I think they're we're looking forward to. It. I had one lady that did, you know, ask about that. You know, now that I think about it, you know, ask that, you know, when we're gonna do this again. I said, well, sure. You know, I don't have, you know, at the time, don't have a date, but you know, it'll be soon. So hopefully, it will be soon. You know, we got a a letter from or an email from somebody, and they were pretty angry, and they said that you know, you're not, you're not, you don't do anything for the women during this time. And so Eileen wrote him back and explained exactly what we are doing, and she apologized. That was nice. Yeah, well, sometimes people, just, they don't see what you do. You know, sure. They just see the surface things. Mm-hmm. So they don't know the inner workings and the other things that we do on campus that you not necessarily see is not out exposed to the general public. Right, and we don't always, you know, blow that trumpet saying, oh, look what we're yeah. doing. But... Uh, we need to at least let everybody know that we are doing things. We don't need fanfare for it, but we just don't want people to think we don't care about any uh, yeah. some segment or something of, of the population. That's not true. So we're still, uh, as soon as we can open up for the women's clothes closet again, uh, you know, we're going to have to open it slowly, figure out what we're doing, how we social distance in a small area, and, of course, you know, we've had our trials and tribulations, getting masks, getting gloves, getting, you know. But fortunately, you guys out there have also contributed stuff. Yes. Uh, masks. We got, you know, that organization uh, came and gave us all kinds of masks. And uh, I, we've had individuals send rubber gloves. Yeah, and we've had Sanitizers. Yeah, and so... Uh, that always makes us feel good. And we, you know, I said even on the radio commercial that we've gotten a lot of people call and just give us some very kind words about continuing to stay open. And like Stephen said, a lot of the homeless people are are grateful for what we are doing for them, and that's good. And and so we've got our showers open, and we're we've got some exciting things happening for the program, guys, huh? As far as the construction and stuff goes, to yeah, you? we're just about done with our remodeling. They're they're a part of the uh, their dorm area that we did, and besides a couple other uh, places that we remodeled, and yeah, we're just about at the end there, we can open that up. That'd yeah, be great. that will be great because what we had to do is when we had the whole uh, pandemic thing starting, mm-hmm. we needed to take and close down the dorms that are for the folks from the street because you couldn't distance the beds you know they're bunk beds and so you would have to have just one person per bed and you'd have to have those at least six or eight feet apart and we just didn't have the room and so we 
we had to kind of close that down and take our program guys and put them over on the guest side. But the good news was, if if you could call any of this good news, is we needed to open up that dorm anyway because we needed to expose the wiring and everything and rebuild it over there. In the middle of doing all this, we found out that we had dry rot in some of the the, the wood and so it was immediately replaced before anything detrimental happened to the building itself. And we didn't know what was behind there. So we were glad we opened it up. And we would have had to do this anyway, which meant part of the building would have been shut down yeah, regardless. it was already in, in the planning. Planning, thing. yeah, to be able to, to do that. We just, you know, just the timing was what it was. But it was, it was needed. And... Um, we're almost done. That's, that's, so that's, that's going to be great for all concerned. Yeah, it, it really is. <clears throat> uh, and so the guys are going to have a little more convenience upstairs. And more than anything else is we know that the wiring is safe, the plumbing is safe, the building is safe, all those kind of things. Because our building was pretty old over there. And we want our program guys and the folks from the street to know that we think about as much about them as we do about the new building where... You know, you have administration building. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so by the time we finish, we'll essentially it will be new inside, right? Yeah, and And it looks uh, already nice on the outside. We took care of that some years ago. You did, we did as we did, we did as the as the mission, Um, as but uh, but now inside, and that 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 really counts for a lot. It it really does because our guys. You know, our guys come in off the street or they come out of prison or sometimes off of jobs. I mean, you know, we get on a... Oh, yeah. It's it's not just one group of people, right? All people get get hurt to, you know, the things that they do, the the sins that they commit, and it it doesn't matter what, you know, what where they're at. And as far as uh, socially, you know, we have guys from prison, like you said, we had guys... They used to be doctors and dentists and um, insurance agents and and uh, guys a car that, dealer, a car dealer. Yeah, mm-hmm. once I mean it is you know it it has no uh, respect a person no um, to tear you down and wherever you're at. So um, we're just happy that I'm happy that the mission is there. I'm, I'm a product of that, so I'm, I'm I am a great, especially grateful that mission has been here for over fifty years. 56 yep. years. Yep. And uh, still functioning because God God sees the work that's being done there, and we're, we're trying to honor him. And when we do that, then the others like you uh, that are listening to the program uh, donate because we're doing the Lord's work, and we want to stay true to that. Amen. Uh, Stephen and I, uh, you know, I met Steve uh, a few years before I came to the mission, I remembered him. He didn't remember me. That's okay. Never mind. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, bring, it's just a running joke we <laughs> we have because I was actually, I volunteered there for a long time. So they, they asked me if I would be on their video promoting the, the mission. And I said, sure. So they came out to the church I was serving at, and they filmed myself and my wife all again. So it was on that video for a long time, right? Yeah. So when I took over as as director, I said something to Steve about the retirement for Don, and I I said, well, I I, w- I was there, I I spoke. Yeah. I said, he, so did I. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, said, you 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 were. You were. <laughs> and then I said, you know, I'm on the video. 
you you were and we played the video and he said huh how about that wow but you know what that's not unusual you meet people and stuff and if you don't have a day-to-day contact with them you don't yeah. you know you don't bear that in your mind it's like have you ever been somewhere and you see somebody and you go i know that person i know that person and you have no idea the only reason you're not recognizing them is they're out of context they work at the grocery store right. or they work somewhere and yeah. you recognize immediately in the context and their environment yeah but outside right not away. so much right sometimes yeah so uh but but when i came to the mission it was 15 about 15 years ago and uh Stephen has has of course you know he has been there for over 30 years and He's just always done a great job. And so, but the most important thing, well, I don't know if it's the most important thing. It's one of the most important things to me is that besides working together, Steve became my friend and his family. And so, uh, you know, we share dinner when we can and do those type of things. Again, if we ever get a chance to go to a restaurant. Again, (laughs) yeah. uh, We plan on it. come together and not being as they deemed a family, um, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So at any rate, at the mission, we get an eclectic grouping of people. You get them from all walks of life, all colors, all shapes and sizes. As Stephen pointed out there, we had a dentist not too long ago. I saw him yesterday. He was on campus. Come leash. Okay. Uh, But so... The good thing is that we come together in a common bond of wanting to help them. And you know what? The vast majority of them, of the, and by them, I mean the people on the program. Most of the guys on the program, whether they get in trouble or they don't get in trouble, most of them know we want to help them. Yeah. I know. They know that we're sincere about it. And many times we'll stop and somebody will come to us and they want to pray. And it's... It's good. You know, it's amazing, too. You know, we always think of the guys in prison or whatever. They're tough as nails and, and you know, nothing phases them. And nothing could be more further from the truth than that. There's a lot of guys that have been emotionally crushed throughout their lives, and now they need people to care about them. Yes. And once That's you open true. them up, sometimes it's a floodgate, yeah, huh? because they held it for so long and had to, you know— Tough Keep it that up. Facade going on, you know, because you can't show weakness. That's right. And uh, but, you know, God, God helps us to to bear our burdens. You he know? does, and, and to Him, but to fellow fellow um, Christians who who want to lend an ear and to you know don't don't try to fix it for you, but to lend an ear and have some compassion. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, I I think about Job and his friends. His friends did a great job when they sat there and shut <laughs> up. Said nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, they were great ministers, right? It's only when they started to try to help that things yeah. fell apart, right? Yeah, I diagnosed the problem and it was incorrect. So very wrong. <laughs> yeah, because they were trying to they were trying to figure out things from a fleshly or worldly position. They were trying to figure out how things are going yeah. and not seeing that God is greater than all those things. And sometimes his ways, well, always, <laughs> his ways are not our ways. No. They're higher than ours, deeper than ours. And what we see as an affliction may be exactly what we need sometimes. You know, I think about 
if a guy has, oh, I don't know, he lives in a mansion somewhere. He's got all the money in the world, and he's got a drug problem. He may never seek any help because he can take care of it with yeah. his money, right? That's right. Just keep throwing money at it. and he, But he's still in a bad situation. He's destroying himself, yeah. right? Whereas sometimes the very thing that happens to somebody, they get sent to prison or they get kicked out of their house or they lose their job and they're out on the street is the very thing that makes them start to ask, what is this all about? And, of course, you and I, who are believers out there, and Steve and I, we know what you need is Jesus Christ. There is no other answer to that. Uh, I don't care how happy your life is or how carefree you think it is. At some juncture, something bad's going to happen to yeah. you. Where are you going to turn to in those days? And now there's a certain uh, segment of the population right now that would probably be saying, oh, yeah, you know, in the sweet by and by, huh? you just, you just— Give people the hope that religion is the opium of the masses. It's not it at all. Would you, Stephen, if you could have everything and and you weren't facing hell, you could have everything but no God, would you want to walk like that? It'd be an empty it'd be an empty life. Yeah. For you me know. too. I couldn't couldn't see that being something worthwhile living in and no yeah wouldn't make a lot of sense but yet once upon a time we walked in that kind of ignorance did we not yes we did you know indulging our flesh oh listen i i don't ever want to come across to you as if i was <laughs> i was a choir boy from the time i was a kid i i led a pretty rebellious life to god you too huh steve most definitely uh, do you do you look back at those times <clears throat> with pleasure or? <laughs> I don't think so. No, no. Um, you know, sometimes it has to get real bad for you to wake up and understand what's you know what's truly important, and be introduced to Christ, and that's paramount. Or else you you just go to anything, um, or not, you know, or don't even seek a help, seek help. But uh, no, I, I just I just know that. You know, my rebellion was just just that. It was me. I was selfish, and I wanted to do what I wanted to do, and I thought I knew better and <laughs> and knew too. what I wanted. And, and and when I got what I wanted, it wasn't what I, it was good for me. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it took the, the Lord and the Union Gospel Mission to turn my thinking around. Yeah, you know, I looked at it this way, uh, that— the Union Gospel Mission has been a place that has taken a lot of broken people, and by that I mean we are all broken people. You know, I had a career. I had a church when I got there that I was pastoring at, and I was bivocational. I was a believer, obviously. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be a pastor if you're not a believer. It's hard to do. Not a good match. No. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. The guys that come on the program, they may be broken, but I was broken in different ways. And Steve was broken in different ways. Without Christ, before, uh, you know, we come to Christ, we are really damaged people living in a world that was never intended to be lived the way we do. 
So now, even though I was a pastor, teacher, I was, you know, a career, I had a career before that, and I was saved when I got before I got to the mission. Still, it opened me up to a whole different set of things. I got to see through the men so many of the things that are in my heart that exposed that as well. How about you, Steve? Yeah, because yeah, it's always it's always perspective that you <clears throat> excuse me haven't haven't dealt with, and sometimes when you see things going on in other people's lives and how they're working on, you can kind of be look at yourself and see, oh, what am I missing here? I'm not, you know, I'm not as, you know, together. I'm got everything together like I think I have. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to, you know, seek that out and give that to the Lord. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I read a little devotional by Paul David Tripp, New Morning Mercies, and he often points out that when we look, mm-hmm. we, other people we see as being much more sinful than we are. <laughs> <laughs> and we think we are far more righteous than we actually are. and Bad place to be. (laughs) Yeah, it is. For me, one of my humbling things is to drive down the freeway and have people cut me off, and then I realize there's still some anger there, (laughs) right? You know, or or frustration or sadness, or I look around the world and I see how it is, and I can can go, wow, you know, I just, uh, you feel that tiny wave of depression or whatever it is. Yeah. I think a lot of people are kind of feeling that right now. Oh, brother. So, but it's about it's about the Lord and then working and let Him minister to you, and then you and you in kind, you know, give that out to others. Yeah, I you can't wallow in it. I just heard Charles Stanley say uh, on the on the TV the other day, and I I appreciated what he said. He said you should meditate on the Word of God, and people ask him, "How do you do that?" He said, well, I think the way you meditate on the Word of God is sit there in the quiet in your prayer closet or wherever you're, I'm paraphrasing, with an open Bible Mm. and let the Lord direct you. And I'm not talking about flipping pages and stuff, but let him bring to mind things and just meditate on what his Word is saying at that moment. And and we suggest to the guys something similar. They they go every day doing what? Class. Yep. Class, chores, studying um, the word. Hey, you know, this is maybe a sidebar thing, but when they're having to study for a test, uh, it's kind of like remember when you first got your first class uh, in maybe uh, at your church that you had to teach somebody how much more you learned having yeah. to teach somebody? Yes. <laughs> yes. I think that works out for them too, huh? <laughs> Well, we're down to one minute. Is there anything particular you'd like to say uh, at the, about the mission or whatever you'd like? Well, I'm, you know, I'm just looking forward to when we can open up things again yeah, and, and minister, have the Word of God um, being taught to all that come to the mission on a daily basis again. We, we really, uh, a mission was kind of built on that, that we always yes. have God's Word. And God's Word is always spoken, so it's not like it's not now. But, you know, to those that, you know, that are coming off the street, want them to hear God's word and to be able to for the first time believe and 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 be be saved because sometimes it takes more than just one time you know what uh, that's absolutely true and so thank you Stephen and we'll hearing that is yes <laughs> so <laughs> until we meet again my dear friends I pray God will hold you in the palm of his hand <laughs>
listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.